Fishbowl Barrio. I'm your host, Pucho, and in front of me is our other host, Dom. Dom, hello, friend. How is it going? Oh, it's going well, man. Going well. Um, looking forward to in a couple months, I shall be going to Vegas, and, but I'm very pleased right now that at least here in San Antonio, we haven't been in the hundreds daily. Yeah. I mean, it's still hot out there. I mean, there's there's no way around it. <laughs> exactly. But really I guess hot. there's a different kind of heat where you were just even walking to your mailbox is, is like, it's just you need to take a shower when you get back or anything like that. But luckily, it's been, it hasn't been too, I mean, it's been bad, but not like years past. Well, I'll say this, this past week, um, there's been like a breeze. Yeah. Uh, it's been like in the mid to upper 90s, but there's been like a breeze. So it doesn't feel as hot. Yeah. Every now and then, you know, I'll be out, and there'll be those days where it's like the air is dead. It almost feels stale. Like. You can feel yeah. that heat on you, and it's like really, really hot. And what I've come to notice is like when it's days like that, cicadas are like extra loud. Uh, like when it's a nice breeze going, like you, I hardly hear them. Yeah. Like you know, I will hear them here every now and then, but like when it's like really hot and dry, like I was just talking about. Yeah. Boy, they're loud, like really loud. It almost makes you feel like they worship the heat. Like they worship the sun god. And they're like chanting to him to bring all the heat they They're like bring. Superman, get me extra power from the sun. Because yeah, they get really, really loud when it's like really, really hot. Like when I feel myself like, damn, it's hot out here. Then I can hear the cicadas like going off like really loud. And it's like, wow, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good observation, man. Well, you observe a lot of things when you're outside and it's really hot. <laughs> you're thinking in your head like, God damn, it's hot out here. Uh, I, I, you know what Why I mean? are they so loud? It's hot out here. Exactly. You know what I don't understand too? Uh. And I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm the only person. I'm, I probably not. But when I see people walking with like long sleeve shirts or like yeah. or beanie, like not beanies, uh, or even beanies, but like long the pullovers. Pants. Yeah, or what do you call it? Like the the hoodies. Mm. I'm like, it's a hundred freaking degrees. What the hell are you wearing that for? I have no idea, man. I'm like, I want that kind of internal. Dude, just a regular t-shirt, I'm already think it's too much. If I could walk around with no shirt, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel the same way when I see people with like doing like hard work in like jeans. Because I'm like, dang, man, jeans are thick. You know, I like I like jeans and. You know, when it's nice and cool outside, they're comfortable to wear, yeah. you know, and I, and I get wearing them. I get the utility of them, but, like, when it's really hot, like, I don't know, man. I, I go for comfort over, yeah. you know, trying, I guess, I don't know what they're trying to protect their legs from necessarily. They just, you know, maybe working hard. Yeah. I guess in certain jobs, you, you need to kind of have some extra protection on your legs, I guess. 
But like if you're seeing people with jeans and walking around with like a sweater on, what do you call it? Just just walking around the mall or something. I'm like, why are you? What are you wearing that for? It's like it's cold in the mall. No, it ain't that cold, bro. Yeah. It ain't that cold. Yeah. You were just outside in the scorching heat. Yeah. They're waiting by the bus. Just in, in like 90 degrees. And then those are the kind of people they have no... They, they're just like, la di da If that was me, I'd be sweating like a pig. Just be like, man, look at these people staring at me, which would make me start sweating even more, thinking about them, think, looking at me. <laughs> Being all self-conscious. Yeah. Am I sweating through this shirt? Can they see my nipples? Now, now I'm sweating even more because I'm thinking about sweating. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I don't know if you heard. I'm sure you have. Um, apparently. About the bird? What bird? The bird is the word. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I was going to say about OU and UT, they're going to the SEC. Right? Yeah. Did I heard that correctly? Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. When is this? When are they uh, switching? Uh, I think 2025. Okay. So, there's still the Big 12 in its current. Uh, I guess iteration has a couple more years. Do you know if they're gonna fill in those spots, or are they just gonna disband? That's the, the that's the talk. They don't. There's there's still it's still up in the air. They don't know if they're gonna. If the rest of the conference is gonna break off into different areas, uh-huh. um, or if they're going to what do you call it? Get try to get more teams to join. But if they did, I mean. I mean, it, it, yeah, if, if Big 12 was smart, but I don't know. Is Houston in it, in the Big 12? No, no right? No. So what about Houston would be a good option. I think UTSA would be the best out of all the. I mean, UTSA nah, is just, another one. No, I mean, that yeah. was another one I was no, going to say. Yeah, I was going to say, but um, Houston would be a, a good pickup. Um, trying to think of any other, like. UNT? But, yeah, North Texas would be good. I think like Houston would be a good a good one to grab for for that conference. But for the Big Twelve, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of like the size and like the, the divisions and stuff. What like about that. La Tech, that would be a really good man because that team football wise is. I mean, usually the sports there. are pretty good. Yeah, um, the one I was thinking if Big Twelve was smart, I don't think they would do the this university. I'm thinking I don't think they would do it. But it maybe if they would do it, if Big Twelve money whipped them, mm-hmm. Notre Dame pull them because no, right now they're, inde- they're they're independent. But all their money left for but that's what I'm saying. On the Big Twelve, yeah, all their money left right now. Yeah, but then the thing is, is where you could probably sell to to um, Notre it, Dame is no, that they're a major conference and that they could probably it, win it every year. Yeah, and they'd be the head honcho. They'd run the the. They'd run the the conference money wise, like basically what they say would go. Right. And all they got to do is just win, win in the conference. And if you join, you add you Houston and them. They're they're a power five conference. They get all the division TV things. Um, basically, they can write their ship whenever they want. But I don't know if they would ever leave be leave being independent. Um, to join a conference like that. Yeah, that's why I never understood the Longhorn Network. Like me either. You, you know, it was supposed to, I guess, really promote UT. Um, but who? I mean, I understand. They never showed any live games though on there. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, I understand if you're 
alumni and everything, but like outside of Austin, I mean, how many people actually subscribe to that? Well, I mean, which would make yeah, which would make it profitable. I don't know. Like it would have made much more sense just to be the Big Twelve network and just kind of promote the yeah, like the SEC, like like the SEC network. Yeah. And that's yeah. kind of what makes me disappointed in, in UT. You know, oh, you leaving, you know, what's whatever. You know, they're kind of out there. Yeah. I, I get it, you know. I could see them wanting to go to SEC. But, like, UT, like, you were essentially the face right now. I mean, OU was too, but like I said, I, I don't know. For, for some reason, I guess maybe because there's more Texas teams. Yeah, they they, they, they were the face of the conference. And they, you know, they, they the ran the conference. They, they were a rough shot on, on the conference. You know, they, they had pretty much all control, and pretty much they had the, the, a one-way ticket to the to the playoffs if they played well. You know what I mean? Now they're going to be struggling to get to the playoffs. Yeah, that's why I can't Big wait time. to see. <laughs> the, the, that's why I can't wait to see. See them the, failing? OU. At first, I'm, I think they'll, I think they'll be all right, but I don't think it's gonna be weird. Sound weird? I think they're 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 not gonna be as bad as most people think they're gonna be. Mm-hmm. But I think because I think what's gonna help them. Remember, they're gonna come in twenty twenty five. Yeah. This is gonna oh, help out. The same gonna, coach. They're gonna. What's gonna help them? OU and Texas, especially Texas, more than OU. Is is that they're going to be in the SEC conference and it's going to help with recruiting, and I think really that's why A and M didn't like Texas coming into the SEC. It was it was not so much like they're scared of them or anything like that. It's just more recruiting. Right now, like you know, I think when you, if you look at it from a sales point or coaches from uh, Texas A and M, and you have a top recruit, yeah, you could go to Texas. Why do you want to go to Texas? They they ain't doing nothing. Right. You come over here. You play in the big. You play in SEC, where right. you're you're on TV every night. You're playing Alabama. You're playing Florida. You're playing LSU. Yeah. Now, A and M can't really say that to Texas, because Texas is in the conference now. I mean, now it's like the recruit. If you think you got, sometimes you got to put yourself in kids' mind. Yeah, I mean. Texas is is there? You know, they get a couple of recruits and they can be up there. And it, the what's going to be interesting, what I'm really waiting to see, Chris, is is the 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 realignment. Which teams are going to be on the west of the east, uh, the SEC, and which ones are going to be in the east? Mm-hmm. Because if they put OU, Texas, LSU, and like Ole Miss and something, the west is going to be way easier to to win. Um, and they throw in Missouri, the West part of the SEC is going to be a lot easier than if you're going to be in the SEC East mm-hmm. uh, and you're going to be playing, uh, what do you call it? Georgia. Georgia, Alabama, Florida, Florida. Florida. Yeah. Uh, 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 you know, all, uh, Auburn, all these teams. And in, on the West, oh, basically, it's going to be LSU, OU. OU, Texas, or A&M. Mm-hmm. And... Whoever, basically, you can write your own ticket in the West. That's why I want to see if that's the way it's going to shake out. Because if not, then man, Alabama is and the other area is going to be going to be basically going through a gauntlet every year. And I said, like I said, I think it's going to make it more fair for everybody else. I guess in that regard. Yeah, it's good. I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting. That's why I'm looking forward to see it. Um, I also want to see how 
SEC adjusts to OU and Texas throwing the ball. Because, I mean, in years past, I mean, they've shown that sometimes the SEC will struggle against teams that will throw the damn ball the way they do. I hear you. Yeah. So it's going to see. It's one thing to play them like one time in in bowl games and, you know, go to catches them or, you mm-hmm. know, a certain team catches them. But, like, now they're going to have to play them yearly and weekly. So I just, you know, seeing LSU, how are they going to adjust to playing like a Texas? Well, Texas is a little bit more to do, but depending on the quarterback, like, now they're going to have to deal with uh, Texas. Uh, LSU is going to have to play somebody like Texas A&M that's a little bit more spread. And now OU and Texas that air the ball as opposed to um, Georgia and Alabama where it's more running, power, the, ball, running the, ball, the ball and play action. Ground, ground and pound. Yeah. So my question now is, is this the end of the SEC's expansion? Like, are, are they set or – are we going to yeah. see a super conference like where there are like 20 teams in the conference? That's what I'm interested in seeing is, is it going to be like, you know, and then there's like at that point, do you even consider the rest of the country? Because if you're running 20 teams deep, I mean, you can essentially run your own season and playoffs on, on those 20 teams, especially if you're like the SEC and you have the 20 most elite teams on there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, uh, yeah. okay, so they, they've already got Florida. They've already got, you know, Alabama, UT, Oklahoma. LSU. So all, all yeah. it's missing Florida. for them, you know, and this and, and I'm probably going to miss some. But at USC, right, Oregon. And, and I'm sorry, I'm just starting out West because those are the ones. The West Coast, West East, yeah. Yeah. Um, Oregon. Um I don't know UCLA necessarily. Nah, I would just probably USC, Oregon, uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Ohio State. Who maybe else? maybe Wisconsin, Florida State, Wisconsin. And those are six teams right there. Yeah. What if you add those teams to the SEC? Three and three. So what does that bring? That brings it pretty close. Yeah. And so then, at that or point, like you said, two conferences where they just meet up in the. In the saying, championship, like like, like have the it'd be like whack, the, the whack the SEC versus the whack uh, the you what do you call it a West uh, what do you call it what's the name of the division Pacific the pack like what do you call it? Pacific versus SEC like all the rest of those teams that we started naming uh-huh. they all go to the pack and the, you know whoever is basically the the pack division champion and the SEC champion go at it in the national championship. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could do like that that too, yeah. like where you have two big conferences. Yeah. Right? And they just kind of go head to head. Like, how far are we from something like that? Yeah. I mean, I don't think we're too far, to be honest. I mean, what what's... I know they say the power five, but... Do we really... Can, can, all those five... <laughs> You're yeah, right. It's I was gonna say uh, of those five, how yeah. many of them are actually good? Yeah, like out of those five, you know, right? Like OU and Texas leaving, it's down. It's basically Big Twelve is going to be dissolved, or yeah. even if they do, it's not going to be to it's the level be it was. Strong, right? Yeah. So in reality, it's going to be four. But Big Ten yeah. is Big Ten really that strong? I mean, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, okay. Wisconsin, yeah, I think oh, they're solid. Okay. I, think, I think they're. But those what about solid. Indiana? 
Iowa. Iowa. I I think those ones, that's solid. I think ACC. Northwestern. Like ACC. I think that's one. Besides Clemson. What about Maryland? Oh, Clemson. That's right. Other than them, who who else is really? I mean, Clemson is in Georgia, right? Yeah. So then you got Georgia. I mean, that how it would be easy for them to make that transition to the SEC. Yeah, and then what do you call that, it? That's another team. The, the, the other one, the two teams that you could join, make them join the SEC real quick, and it would fit Florida right State in. State and, and Clemson. Uh, and Miami Hurricanes. Oh, that's right. There you go. Florida Miami. State, Miami, Florida. Mm-hmm. Dude, right there, you're set. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't seem like it's that far off where the SEC just starts absorbing all the all of the local teams that they already have. Yeah, look, because the ACC is what become a super conference. Florida, Florida State, Clemson, and they start really writing the rules for the NCAA. Yeah, especially with money now. You know what I mean? Because you'd have all the big, you'd have a lot of the big programs in the nation. Can you imagine that TV contract? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, Ooh. TV contract. You, you, you wouldn't need the... I mean, CBS is essentially the SEC network. Yeah. And so it would just legit be showing nothing. but it, and, they, and it might be a situation where you'd have two networks showing SEC games. Yeah. CBS and then maybe Fox. Where Fox was, uh, I think, Big 12. Well, they take the West, the SEC West part or yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. Right? And then you... Um, they essentially... I mean, you just on Saturdays, you're watching SEC... And then on um, Sundays you watch the NFL. Yeah, I don't think we're that far off from that, man. Maybe another twenty years, something yeah. like that might happen. Yeah, you know they're gonna see how this works out, and and they're just gonna realize like it just seems like they're just kind of positioning the SEC is what I'm talking about. They're they're kind of positioning themselves to be like one big ass conference. They yeah. kind of just well, you know, now that we've got this many people, we can go ahead and just have our own, you know. Season and co- and playoffs in our own conference, and if and let's say that happens, right? Say the SEC gets some of these teams that we just talked yeah. about, like a Clemson and a Florida State and Miami, the teams that are like in the vicinity. Yeah, right? where it big, makes sense. Right? Yeah, say they did that, and and they had enough teams to do their own season. You know, what would you rather watch? You know, their season or the rest of the the, the countries. Oh, easy! I'd be watching SEC every right? every I mean, Saturday. We're we're probably gonna still watch the Conference USA because our, you know our alma mater yeah, plays in that it. conference. But you know, if we're talking about outside of that, you know, outside of rooting for your own university, like yeah, the SEC yeah. conference you're gonna watch because it's all gonna that. have the it's gonna have all the future stars. So, it's, so I mean, it's gonna be probably the most exciting. You're gonna see. Probably the best games, too, on that. The most, what do you call it? One versus three, one versus five, two versus six mm-hmm. in the country. Yeah. Like you're going to see a lot of ranked teams go at it. That's going to be exciting. That's why I sort of can't wait for OU and Texas to, to, join, to go and join see what in. they go do. Yeah, but then, too, I, also, too, I like to see, I think it's going to wipe off some of that smugness off a of Longhorn fan. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. gonna get kind of put in their place when they're having yeah. to face some, yeah. I and then you. not only that, they they ain't running the conference. You gonna be beating up on Kansas anymore, bro. Yeah, and not only that, they <laughs> ain't, yeah they ain't running the conference. Yeah, no. Like Big Twelve, not they at run, all. they ran Big Twelve and ran rough shot basically. Yeah. You ain't doing that in the SEC. No. You're just gonna be you're gonna be another team. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much, because there's a lot of heavy hitters, especially in football, in that, in that conference. So, yeah. so yeah, man. I guess you know, college football. We'll see what happens this year. Um, 
our alma mater is gearing up. Uh, they're, they're a huge question mark. I think they got a lot of young young people. No, but they had a, a young team last year. Yeah. So all those guys are coming back. Yeah, the and quarterback is good. Later. He's coming back. Um, Hopefully he'll McCormick, be healthy. Uh, McCormick is being back. The the offense, I'm not too worried about. Uh, defense, well, I think we'll do all right. Wisdom's back there. I'd love to see him play. He's played safety. Yeah, he reminds me sort of like Ronnie Lott, like late bringing the wood, baby. Okay. Yeah, like uh, I love to watch him play. Man. He's like one of those throwback from the 80s or 90s, like physical. Like he can defend, but he'll lay your ass out, like kind of, a, what do you call it, safety. I hear you. Yeah. John Lynch type. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, so that, that should be exciting too. Um, Spurs Summer League is going on right now. Um I mean, not too much going on so far. They did sign all their players. Uh, I don't know if West Camp signed yet, but I know Primo signed his contract. Um, I know John Collins signed his. He's coming over. Uh, they've officially welcomed over Thaddeus Young. And, Thaddeus. And, uh, I like that name, Thaddeus. No, that's a, yeah, it's a cool name. Yeah. Thaddeus Young and um, uh, Alpha Rukaminu. Um, I don't know how to pronounce that one. <laughs> I just call him Alfie. Alfie. Yeah. Uh, for I mean, for the most part, like they're an intriguing team. You know, we're definitely an intriguing team. Which you, what, what really stands out is we got a lot of length. You know, yeah. do we have a lot of size? Um, I would say we got decent size as yeah. far as like you center know, wise. Center yeah. wise, we got decent size. You know, we got a seven footer and he, we got a couple six uh, eleven guys behind him. Um, overall, though, the team size is is pretty good. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we we got some pretty good size and pretty good length. Um, definitely a lot of question marks because now we're we're kind of it's really obvious that we're going to be rolling with the young guys. You know, I mean, I'm I'm excited for that because oh, I'm I mean, like yeah definitely yeah because I'm like either we're going to exceed expectations that we make the playoffs with the young guys and it's just going to build their confidence yeah or they they take they you know they take their lumps and they learn yeah but at the same time if, well, if we do that and we have a horrible season at least we'll at least have a good draft pick to show for it yeah and, and we'll know we'll have a greater idea of what we got and you know i think this is just me personally thinking i think who's going to blow up this year and have a breakout year is going to be kj kj i have a I have a feeling for him being on the Olympic team. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's starting to feel confidence, and mm-hmm. even other players like telling him, like, "Yeah, man, keep you yeah, yeah." I think, and we, I think this was what he needed. Yeah, have confidence builder, win, and then now to not only know like he played on a uh, on you know Team USA with other great players. And he knows, like, I can hang with these guys, so there's no reason why. So I think this, what he needed was that confidence because I think he's got the skill set and the talent. So I think this year is going to be a breakout year for him. I think I really do. I really think he's going to be – I think he might be the – I know there's DeJounte Murray and other ones, but I think he's going to end up being the face of the franchise. And it's funny, we were saying this, you remember, two two years ago? Yeah. Well, I mean, when me and you were talk, just talking? Yeah. Uh, we were saying about um, Calipari when he was saying that that yeah all these other guys got drafted ahead of him but this is going to be the the superstar yeah I remember yeah. I remember we was talking about that no I, I agree with you you know I, I I think that him being on the Olympic team um, had a couple advantages you know 
and it was done by you know had by design. One was, you know, he knew the system better than everybody else on the team, and you know, Pop seems to have since he's kind of taken over the Olympic team, seems like they always wants to have a spur on there, mm-hmm. and I think it's because they they can help integrate what he's trying to do more easily or more quickly, you know, help everybody else kind of learn, yeah. you know. Uh, what they're trying to do, and also it helps his players build confidence, like you said, yeah. like KJ being on the the Olympic team. I don't think that was an accident, you know. I yeah. think he specifically picked KJ because he wants KJ to feel like, hey man, you can hang with these guys. Yeah. You, know, you have that ability and talent. Um, the player that I'm really thinking is going to break out this year is uh, Lonnie. Lonnie. Lonnie Walker. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that with Demar gone, there's that huge offensive hole like I don't I don't see like what I'm gonna see from DJ uh, DeJounte is you're gonna see more consistency on his jumper yeah right but I don't think you're gonna see too like too much of an uptick in scoring because I don't think that's his that's his game no you know and what I mean? that's what's great I is, think his game is just play solid defense get your your teammates involved you know and score when you need to score yeah be a point like a right. true point yeah and that does right. what's funny is it's like for him to be great, he it's gonna sound weird. It's gonna be like Tony Parker. Remember when Tony would he just did what he needed to do. Right. When, you know, I think DeJounte is there where he's that good of a defender. Like he I mean, he doesn't if he just does that, he can make any team. It doesn't matter where. Right. But I think too, as as time goes on and he, as long as he can be sort of like Tony Parker when when Tim was on the downslide mm-hmm. and Tony sort of picked up the, the team, yeah. it's just like he's got to know, like, okay, the team's struggling a little bit. I'm going to have to be the one picking up the points this game and, right. you know, um, to do it. But that he doesn't necessarily have to carry that weight every game. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So, and, I, and, I, and and that's fine, you know, because yeah. that's what we need from him. Yeah. Um, and I think this, it kind of goes the same for Derek. I personally think that Derek should come off the bench. You know, I think I think personally he fits that six man role better. Me too. Because he seems like he needs the ball in his hand, and I like DJ as being the point guard because then you have that really that really good defender on uh, on the on their op- opposing yeah. team point guard, um, and then it gives Derek White, like I said, the opportunity to kind of run the second unit and shoot and, and score control. Yeah, 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 and which I think is where he excels. Yeah, but Lonnie, I feel like can play on and off the ball. And so playing with somebody like DJ, I think, is really helpful because then that gives him um, more space to operate, I yeah. guess. Because, you know, DJ's not as great of a shooter as Lonnie, um, but he's really good around the basket, right? And Lonnie's really good at taking spot-up threes. He's also really good at taking pull-up jumpers. And so... You know that contrast of style should really fit really well. Yeah. Um, and they both got really good size for the one and two spot. Um, but and like I said, I I feel like Lonnie can score at all three levels, and and with Demar gone, um, that offensive, I guess, option or weapon is gone, yeah. so that he leaves that hole for Lonnie to kind of fill. Um, yeah. Which every time, more times than not during the season when Demar wasn't playing and Lonnie had to fill that role, he did very well. Yeah. So now he's going to have a whole season of that, and he'll be able to become more consistent. Um, so I feel like he's going to have the really big, great breakout year. I think Keldon's going to progress as well. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing I wanted to see from Keldon is if can he develop 
a consistent jumper and like one other move to go with that. Whether that yeah. be, a, I want him to develop a step back, but if he develops a, a one dribble pull up, you know, jumper, that's cool too. Uh, either way, because he has a really quick first yeah. step. But either way, I, I the it, either move kind of it, it goes with he needs to have a consistent jumper. Once yeah. he has that consistent jumper, I think the rest of his game because he could drive and slash to the basket like nobody's business. But once yeah. he has a consistent, yeah, the jumper, defender's got to respect it. Or yeah, yeah. then yeah. he's gonna be on his heels. Like, do I come up or do I just lay back? Right. Yeah, and then oh, if I lay back, oh, he's just gonna shoot it over me. Okay, now I'm gonna come up on him. Okay, shit, he went right past me. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. um but yeah, that's that's what I think about the current Spurs. Now, right now, it's summer league going on, so all the youngsters are playing, and and so right now, Trey Jones, the the known youngsters that are currently on the Spurs team, Trey Jones is in the on the summer league team. Um, Devin Vassell, um, Joe Westcamp, who's one of our rookies, he was the second round pick, and then Josh Primo, who was our first round pick, 12, mm-hmm. number twelve pick. Um, and I haven't seen too much of. Primo, I mean, he's played in a couple games. There's been a couple games where he's kind of sat out. I think these last two games he hasn't played. Yeah. I don't know why. I haven't seen any injuries or anything like that. Um, but, you know, the games that he has playing, played, um, I mean, you definitely see his talent. Yeah. You definitely see, okay, now I see what this per- – I don't necessarily know, still 100% agree that, you know, we need to take him. But I think the Spurs probably see a star in this person. You know, I, I think they see a star in him and decide, like, you know what, we're going to go for the upside and the potential versus mm-hmm. trying to get necessarily what fits this, the team. Let's the get team. the best. It's sort of like the let's get that, the best that thing, Yeah, let's get the best. And to be honest, I've always been one of those guys that, like, get the, best the, the, the best player available. Well, this is not what we need. I don't care what we need. Right. You know what we need? Because we can always get what we need later. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. what we think. Yeah, exactly. You know what we need? A once-in-a-lifetime player. And that guy, I don't care what play position he is, whatever. Yeah. Like you said, we can always get that other need later. Later on, yeah. But you don't You don't always get a shot at that. Like one of those. Sort of like um perfect example was Randy Moss. Yeah. And the Cowboys, I remember... We're still kicking ourselves that we passed on them. But, oh, well. But right off the bat, man, what you can tell about Primo is he's got good size. He's 6'6". Six, six, um, he's long. And he can shoot. That dude can shoot. He looks like he's got range. And his range is probably only going to get I was going to say, can further. you – And when he gets – the older he gets, the more mm-hmm. with Chip England too – He's gonna just be even. It's gonna even be better shooter. Yes, and he's only eighteen, and you can already see that he's got a lot of junk in his offensive game. He's got yeah. a lot of moves that he can pull uh, in his offensive yeah. game, uh, and he really reminds me offensively of a Damian Lillard. Like they, yeah. they have very similar types of game, um, where he's like, it's not like a lot of dribbling like with Steph Curry. You know, he can has that capability. Does so does Damian Lillard. But it's more like I'm trying to make two, three moves, and then I'm pulling up and shooting in your face. Yeah. Um, but uh, he looks like he's gonna. He has a lot of. He has a lot of ability, and he yeah. has. He doesn't always utilize his athleticism, but when he does, it's a lot higher than you expect. You know. Yeah. Um. 
He has really good ball handling skills, and it looks like his playmaking ability is something that's better than advertised. So um, I could definitely see why the Spurs went with him as a, at the 12th pick. Yeah. I, now, why I don't 100% agree is because then I look at somebody like Kai Jones, who's yeah. somebody that we really were pining for, you know, for them to get. And I see him, and it's like, and I saw some of his, I saw one of his highlights earlier where he, uh, I think I, I want to say he caught a ball off of a pick and roll, and uh, he, he dunked it from pretty far distance, and it was like, we could have had that. Who, who doesn't need a seven footer that's athletic and, and can, can shoot? It can shoot a three and dribble. And so then, so it's like okay, but in comparison, uh, Kai Jones is really young too. I think he might be a year and a half older than Primo. Um, but I think what the Spurs are thinking is that a premium big man isn't really that valuable nowadays. They're valuable in the sense of you need one, you know, to accomplish your goals, but they're not gonna be they're not gonna be the center of your team like they used to be. Yeah. Very few teams have big men that are the center of their teams. And most of those big men, um, it seems like they almost have to have guard skills. Like not that Kevin, they almost, they do. They have guard skills. They're not just big men. Like Kevin Durant. Well, no, nah, not even. like I consider Kevin Durant a wing player, but I'm thinking like like uh, Joe Kick. Yeah. Um, I'm also thinking about like uh, Anthony Davis. You know, like those two, they're big men, but they have guard skills. So it's like they're not just straight big men. Like they're not like a Tim Duncan or a Shaq or yeah. David Robinson, where it was like you know they're big men. Yeah. You know they may have guard athleticism, but their whole game is big men. They're back to the basket more times than not. You know they're gonna they're gonna do big men moves. Whereas nowadays it's like like even Joe Kick, yeah, he places bas- back to the basket, but. Their offense runs through him, you know, it's more yeah. times than not. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about like like when they eat like the Spurs with Tim Duncan where yeah, the offense ran through him, but the offense ran through him for him to score more times than not. Whereas with Joe Kick, he's like their point guard. Like he's looking to get somebody else a good shot. He's not necessarily yeah. looking to score himself. Um and Anthony Davis, well, I say he has guard skills because of his ball handling and, and his shooting ability. And so, you know, how many of those really come around? Yeah. They're usually in the top three, you know. Then you're not going to get one. You might get one later on in the draft. But if you can get a big guard who can do the things that Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Trey Young can do, well, that's where the basketball is right now. Yeah. So why not get that guy that, that has their game but in a bigger body, which is – yeah. Is rare, right? Yeah. So I, I get it now. I get it now. And, and and one of the games he had, he put up 17 points. He looked really good. Dang. He looked really, really good. So. That's crazy. Yeah. Man. So we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see how the rest of the, the preseason goes. Um, like I said, it's, it's the Las Vegas Summer League right now. So that's the last one before uh, training camp starts. And, uh. Yeah, man, we'll see how that goes. Is, is um, Becky Hammond coaching that team? No, no, it's the other assistant coach okay. that's coaching. Because now she's like, I want to say she's the lead assistant. So 
Um, She's above that. Yeah. <laughs> she. I mean, technically, yes. Yeah. Um. So she she didn't do it. She, I, I want to say it's was it Brian Wright? I think is the name of the uh, coaches doing. Yeah, it? I think so. I uh, think that's the one that's an uh, assistant with them right now. Yeah, and it looks like um. So right today they played. Um, Trey Jones looks looks pretty good. So I'm thinking he's probably going to take over that third point guard role. You know, especially with Patty Mills gone. Um, Devin Vassell didn't play, but but it looks like when he was playing, they were really urging him to take shots. So I guess they're trying to look to see you know if he can kind of take on more of a playmaking role, um, make creating his own kind of shot kind of role. Stuff like that. So, I'm excited, man. We'll see what happens with the rest of the season. All right. Um, one more thing before we jump into our fun fact for today. Um, the What If series started. Have you checked it out or heard of that? No. What is it? So, right now I'm about to go on a little bit of spoil. Have you seen the last season, last episode of Loki? Oh, yeah. I have seen okay. Loki. So, I'm about to go on a little bit of spoiler territory. So, if anybody who hasn't seen the last episode of Loki, spoiler you know, alert. skip it ahead. A little bit, but this is a spoiler alert. All right. So in the last episode of Loki, right, they kill, um, essentially, I'm going to call them what I know. I can't remember what they call them in the movie, in the show, but Immortus, right? They mm-hmm. killed the guy at the end. They found out, you know, it's Immortus, and you know, he tells them about you know, all these different versions, versions of me from different multiverses. We had this big war, and I was the one that ended up winning, blah, 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 right? And they ended up killing him. And when they killed him, I think this event actually happens a little bit before they kill him, but killing him kind of solidifies it. I want to say it really starts when when uh, Sylvie sends all those bombs to the different uh, universes. Yeah. Well, really different points in time that creates branch universes. Well, it eventually creates branch universes. So anyway, so by the end of Loki, there's a multiverse. Like all these different branch timelines start being created and so now we live in a world in the mcu of multiverse right so the marvel the mcu has now gone the next step which is to show us some of these worlds in the form of animation so there's an animated series called what if and in this series you're essentially watching or going to these different worlds on different universes and seeing what was different in this particular world that didn't happen in the main MCU world. So right now, there's only been one episode, and this one was Captain Carter. I don't know what the episode was, was mm-hmm. called, but it was about, you know who Peggy, Peggy Carter is? No. Peggy Carter was the love interest of Steve Rogers. Oh, okay. The British uh, spy. They have, she eventually helps create S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, anyway, um, she makes a decision... Like the day that he's supposed to become Captain America, like I want to say in the original, she goes up to the room to go and watch, you know, the the whole experiment go down. But in this particular event, because now they're, the TVA doesn't do what they used to do, um, she decides to stay. Right, and in Loki, the way the TVA, the way it was explained is. When somebody deviates from what they're supposed to do, the TVA comes in and and takes them. Right, yeah. it destroys that timeline essentially to keep it going the same way it's supposed to, and so since so that doesn't exist anymore, now we're seeing what happens when people make different decisions. So she decides to stay 
at the on the ground level, something happens. Well, anyway, long story short, she ends up becoming Captain America. Well, not Captain America. She's not American, but mm-hmm. she ends up be getting the serum and getting all the powers and all that. Mm-hmm. And so you see an episode about that, about what happened when she becomes Captain America. Yeah. And so they got a couple. I think I don't know how many episodes there are in this season. Like I said, there's only been one episode out so far. Um, but in the trailers, they have um, they show the Marvel zombie universe. So there's, a, there's this universe where this virus gets out and it turns everybody into zombies. And so you have all these Marvel superheroes that are zombies. So they're going to go to that world. They also have a world where uh, T'Challa becomes Star-Lord. Show you how that happens. Um, and some other ones. So I mean, it's pretty cool. Check it out, man. If you haven't seen it, what's it on? Uh, Disney. Disney. Yeah, okay. it's it's an MCU. Sh- it's the next MCU show right after Loki. Oh, okay. So it was perfect because it makes now it makes perfect sense why it came on right after Loki because Loki kind of explains like, oh, now there's a multiverse. This is what you know because of the actions yeah. of Loki. There's a multiverse. Yeah. And so the what if show is like, oh, well, let's just show, show you what's going on in the multiverse. Yeah. Kind of deal. Okay. Got so, it pretty neat man it's not it's they're only i think 30 minute episodes and, and oh, okay. so it's pretty cool so check it out man if you haven't checked it out already all right so uh just a quick little fun fact that i got for today um in august 13th 1997 south park debuted on comedy central wow that's so, pretty cool yeah man i, I was already like, oh, that I'm, many years yeah it. And then I want to say they just signed a contract with, uh, I want to say Paramount, where they're going to allow them to do up to season 30, if I'm not mistaken. So that's six more And years. like 12 movies, 12 online streaming movies. Oh, man. that's So another six years. Yeah. Dang. So they, they're, they're doing well, man. And I know they're about to come out with a game here pretty soon, so they're kind of chugging along. So they're doing really, really well. Dang. I haven't checked out South Park in a long time, but I mean, they yeah, have a I've lot gotta, of classic episodes. Yeah, I've got to I've got to watch some. I used to follow it, but then, like The Simpsons, I forget where I just just lost interest. I hear you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so today we're going to talk about food. All right. All right, you ready to get into it? Yeah. All right, let's do this. start what's your favorite food oh if i have to just pick a, a one not i'm not gonna pick like a one plate or right now i'm gonna say like a genre of food okay mexican food mexican that's well that's a good one uh, i mean i can't go the, the reason for me is is like first you got to start with breakfast tacos because uh-huh. it, it's, it's such a wonderful thing man it's like you can have bacon and egg eating cheese yes what do you call it? Chorizo y huevo. It's like barbacoa yeah. tacos. I mean, yeah. pretty much anything you put in in a, a breakfast taco, it's going to come out good. Yeah. I mean, there's it, definitely an assortment that you can go through. There's an assortment of selection you can yeah, go through. Yeah, that's what's good. I mean, you're probably related here. You also live in San Antonio. He's going yeah. to like a taqueria in the, in the morning. Yeah. And, and, Into one and, this morning. Yeah, and instead of ordering a plate, you're all like, let me get a coffee. And get two or three tacos, and you get like a, a different thing of every different one. Yeah, and it's just like also a great thing you can have them for lunch, dinner, and, and 
never really go wrong. No, not at all. No, no. You, you could definitely have tacos all day. Yeah. If that, if you so choose. Yeah. Um, there's definitely a different a variety of, of flavors and, and, and toppings you can put on your taco. Uh, is there one in particular that you that your go to? Uh, on weekends, it's gonna be so San Antonio, uh, barbacoa taco and big red. Okay, uh, that, but, that's definitely the Sunday go to. Yeah, that that's the Sunday go to. Uh, but during the week, oh, my favorite one, it, but it's got to be done right, is chicharroni huevo. It's okay. got to be the crispy one. I got you. Um, Can't be soggy. Yeah. Now, now, how I judge a new uh, Mexican restaurant, uh, there's two things that uh, I uh, usually what I order, and I can, I'll be able to judge. Um, it is potato and egg uh-huh. and a chorizo and egg. Okay, so there's specific t- for it, me. It, whenever I'm going to a new a new Mexican restaurant, the way I always judge it is by their tortillas. The tortillas. What kind of tortillas do they use? Yeah, uh, that's also judge. But the, or but like for the dinner, like but that's where I say Mexican food for me is because I love enchiladas, the what do you call it, tripas, fajitas, carnisada. I mean, what's your go to plate? What do you, oh, Cheese enchilada plate. Cheese enchilada. Yeah, that, that's just my... With, with what sauce? I just like the regular, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you call it cheese enchiladas. With, oh, the, okay. with the carne, you know, little pieces of the yeah. the, the carne on, on top of it. The, the, it's, uh, it's just my regular go-to. Like, if it's my default. It's like, if I'm not sure, just get the enchiladas. Yeah, go. you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. No, I hear you, bro. Yeah. Um, You know... You know uh, for tacos lately, I've been getting because I I usually go to uh, Las Palapas, uh-huh. and so I'll usually get the uh, uh, chorizo and potato plus taco, oh, which is good. it's pretty much like a chorizo potato taco mixed with like street taco because it has like the white cheese, cilantro, onions, you know, so it kind of uh-huh. has like a little bit of the street taco flavoring, yeah, but with the chorizo and potato. Um, so that's like one of my go-tos. And then yeah. the other ones I kind of like alternate. Yeah. It's either, either a... <laughs> I, I think I could guess one of them. Do you want me to guess? Well, go for it. Papa Ranchera. Yeah. I was just going to say that. <laughs> Papa Ranchera. That's that's one of my go-tos. Uh, carne guisada with cheese. Uh-huh. That's another one of my go-tos. And then, you know, usually... Uh, uh, I usually either go with... Um, um, is it called uh, bean and cheese or bacon and egg? Oh, it's funny you say that. I was gonna say one, one of my go my go tos, just like you said, the BCB, bean, cheese, and bacon. There you go. That's not <laughs> and, bad. And, 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 you know, and then what's funny is, it's like that always be my last taco to eat because if I'm too full, Save I just take it to go. Yeah, and you can eat that bad boy cold, and it still tastes awesome. Yeah. So, granted, I don't get all those tacos. I yeah. usually get three. Out of those tacos, two yeah. two if I'm not that hungry yeah. of, of that group of tacos yeah. that I just mentioned, um, and then if I'm if I want to get a plate, I usually go either mostly beef, but yeah. sometimes chicken, fajita plates. Jeez. Go with the fajita plates. Yeah. Um, and lately, I've uh, I've really liked. Um, I've really been. I've been getting every time I go avocado sauce. Oh yeah, that's love avocado. Uh, yeah, me sauce. too. Me too. <laughs> I think it was Taco Palenque where I, I first got introduced to that green sauce. Yeah. I would just tell them, I didn't know it was avocado sauce. I would just call, can I get the green sauce? And, I, and they knew, and enough yeah. people asked for it. They knew what I meant. 
And then finally, when I when I went to Las Palapas and I said, y'all have green sauce? And they're like, salsa verde? And I was like, no, 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 no. It's like, tastes like avocado. Oh, like, oh yeah, they yeah, call it avocado but, but sauce. Hot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The first time I was, it was a taqueria on Bandera Road. And what do you call it? And, you know, they put it on the table. Oh, really? And, and, and what do you call it? I was like. That's rare. And, and then I put it on top of my potatoes. And yeah. I was like. I found something new, magical in my life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the rest of my plate, we just got covered with got that. Got drenched so, with it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's a great sauce. Yeah. Very. It was very, very good. I, lo- I love that sauce. And it's something you can put on it. Pretty much your whole. Chips. All sauce your dish. Your whole dish. You can put it on. Anything. Me personally, I put it on everything. I yeah. put it on my rice, my beans, everything. That's I why I like it. it when they bring it ahead of time. I throw it on the, you know, they put the chips and salsa. Yeah. But, oh, that's what I was going to say. For dinners. That's how I judge uh, Mexican restaurants. The salsa. The salsa. Yeah. If it's like, if it's the closer like, it tastes it, to picante, yeah. The, if it's picante, it I'm like, ah, oh, nah, this is gonna gonna be good. Yeah. But if it looks sort of greenish and like the first bite, I'm like, Ooh. I'm like, oh, okay, there's a grandma somewhere back there cooking. So I, I feel safe with that. I'm in a good <laughs> restaurant. How about you? What's like? What's your favorite? Um. Gosh, jeez, you know. I, it, it kind of just all depends on what I feel like. I, I guess I guess if you ask my wife, she would tell you burgers. Mm-hmm. Like, I love burgers, bro. Like, for me, you know, getting a good burger, um, it's like, that's where it hits home. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I, there's a lot of other food that I love. You know, that, that you know, I'll mention a couple other ones that I really, really love uh-huh. that, that are up there. Um, but just like, if I had to choose one, a nice burger, bacon... You know, lettuce, tomatoes, grilled onions, and you know, and avocado. You know, yeah. oof, that hits the spot for me. Yeah. Now, where would I want to go? There's, I guess, my my top two places, my go, my top two go to places if I want to get a burger. If I want not not make my own, but if pick I want to pick again. it up, uh, fast food, Whataburger, hands what? down. Why Whataburger is my favorite. Yeah. Fast food burger place. Me too. Um, you, you, there's not a lot of places you can get that size of the burger and the quality of the burger and vegetables and the freshness. Of yeah, it, yeah, at at, their, at that price, you know, it's it's a good combination. Uh, one of my favorite burgers to get from there is a chorizo burger. Oh, I've delicious. never had that. Oh, it's so delicious. It's just called the chorizo burger. The, I so, I don't know if they sell it all the time. I don't <laughs> know if it's because I know there was a period where they were like, oh, it's it's in the stores for a while. Yeah. Um, but this is before the pandemic, so I don't know if it's always being sold. But yeah, it's yeah. a chorizo. I got to try that because I'll try it like that. Uh, the Monterrey one is pretty good. I like that one just because it's all saucy. It's all, um has a lot of good sauce on it and pepperoni, and it's sort of peppery. But yeah, I'll get the, the I tried that pico de gallo one. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, but yeah, I was going to ask, uh, do you consider Five Guys... Fast food. No, and that's that. So that's what I was gonna say. That's my other place, okay. my other go-to place. But I don't consider it a fast food. Yeah, place. me either. I, I don't consider know it's it's in between. It's not a sit-down restaurant place necessarily where yeah. you go get a burger. I got a sit-down restaurant, but it's not a drive-through the, yeah. fast food burger place. So for yeah. me, it's like one of those in-between places. Yeah, yeah. I don't consider it. I mean, whenever they're like, "Oh, best fast food place," I'm like, "That's not." To me, that's not like real fast food because no, like, I, I, I don't dude, consider it real fast I, oh, food. I, 
What do you call it? So your second one is Five Guys? Five Guys. Yeah, me too. Oh, man. I just love Love like, Five Guys. Yeah, I love I'm like, yes, I want grilled onions and regular onions. <laughs> I think it's the freshness of everything on there too. It's sort of like Whataburger. Like you could throw whatever you want in there. And that's what makes it great. And then the fries too. It's just like, ugh. So here's what's on the uh, chorizo burger. So it's two patties. Okay. Chorizo. Fire roasted blend of poblano peppers, red peppers and onions, two slices of Monterey Jack cheese, new creamy chili sauce mixes, six different types of peppers for a zesty flavor, and then the toasted bun. I gotta try that chorizo burger. That's what it looks like. Oh, it's delicious, bro. Oh, I need that in my life. It's really good. But instead of the fries, I'll go with the onion rings there. Oh, and a shake. Yes, Ooh. that's what me, me, me and my wife. We, 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 we want we'll to go to sleep fries. happy. Yeah, we'll, 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 <laughs> she'll order the fries, I'll order the onion rings. We call it getting the best of both worlds. There you go. Right there. Yeah, throw yeah. a mix in there. Yeah. And it, and it, yeah, if you go to uh, Sonic, you can, you can do a triple delight. Oh, yeah. The tater tots in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love tater tots. I Me think too, I think bro. tater tots are underrated in this world. I agree. Also, I crinkle agree. fries. Oh, bro. Crinkle, crinkle fries is where I go. If, <laughs> if I had a choice of picking what kind of fry I want. Crinkle. I, crinkle fries. I Me love too. crinkle fries, bro. Let me guess. What are your probably good crinkle fries? Church's chicken. Yes. And then, or here, like, because with the air fryer, throw them in there. Ooh. They get a nice, they get a nice, just enough crispiness. But then the smooshiness in the inside, it's yes. just like, yeah. I, the I, outer shell is just a little crispy, and the yeah. inside nice and soft. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm like a crinkle fry guy. I'm, I'm happy to see that we're on the same wavelength on here. <laughs> Shoot. Like, yeah. Some people choose curly fries. Some people like the straight. That's my wife. I'm gonna get fries. out of here with that garbage. I like me some thick crinkle fries. Yes. Bro. Nice. Yes. Culver's. Yes. Out Culver's. Right. Shout out to Culver's. Shout out to Culver's. <laughs> and they got the cheese curds. Yes. 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 So, yeah. So, burgers is probably my number one. Now, these next two are probably, like, really, really close to that. And one of them is, and I guess they're, they're, what's funny is that both of these are very region-specific to where I've spent a lot of my life. Uh, so, one of them is Penin, which is essentially, like, slow-cooked Pork shoulder, I want to say is what it is. Yeah. You know, it's a traditional uh, Latino dish, especially in Puerto Rico. Um, Let's just put it this way. You could pretty much cut it with a plastic fork when it's done correctly. It falls apart. It's so tender and juicy and and, melts in your mouth. Yeah. The seasoning is awesome, too. Oh, yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I got got introduced to that by my... uh... My former bosses, uh, you know her, she's Puerto Rican. Yeah. And she's like, you got to try this. I was like, okay. After that, I was hooked. I was like, yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had never had that before. Yeah. And then my first time, I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> oh, yes. It's, it's delicious, dude. And, and usually it's served with um, arroz con, con candules, um, tostones, and aguacates and avocado. Um, in a salad. That's usually the, yeah. the, the what they'll serve it with. Now, sometimes you'll, the people will substitute the arroz con candules with uh, white rice and habichuelas, yeah. uh, white rice and red beans and white rice. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you usually have some common combination of that. And, oh, yeah. and then the, the tostones with uh, what we have, mayu ketchup, yeah. which is essentially 
mayonnaise, ketchup, and garlic uh, kind of mixed up. But oh, it's such a great, great combination. Yeah. Um, it tastes great. You had and me it, at mayo and ketchup because I do bro. that already with fries. With <laughs> <laughs> well, the mayo ketchup, bro, like that's another sauce. That's like, so avocado sauce is my, my number one. And then mayo ketchup is my number two. You can pretty much put that bad boy on anything. That's, yeah. that's another one of those sauces. Um, but you dip your tostones in there and oh, it's so delicious. Uh, so yeah, pernin is up there for me, and then uh, brisket. Uh, you get a nice slow cooked brisket. Yeah. Same scenario. Oh, let me ask you: Are no you a le- are you a lean or a marble guy? Um, I kind of I guess it kind of all depends on what mood I'm in. Uh, more times than not, I get lean. Um, oh, just because I want healthy. more. Just, well, yeah. more because I just want more of the meaty flavor. Oh, okay. Uh, but when I want to taste like, because you know I do like fat. Yeah. I do like the flavor of fat in combination with the meat. Yeah. Like, it tastes really well. Um, and so when that happens, when I really want that, then I'll go the other route. But I'm usually the only one that wants that. So more times, that's why I say more times than not, I go the lean route because that's usually what most of my family wants. Yeah. I don't care about my family. I order the marble <laughs> and they're going to eat what I get or they can order. I'll just order what's my side of myself. I'm a marble guy. But, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Like uh, where they see the fats where it's at. No, no, I agree, bro. Like, um, there's a lot of like same thing with ribs. And we're lucky we're in Texas that we can get so much pork chops. Brisket. Love fat. Yeah, like the, love the fat on both of those. Yeah, in the words of uh, Emerald Lagasse, pork fat rules. Yes, <laughs> love pork fat. Love the fat off of of pork pork chops and pork ribs. Do you have like a, a go to like brisket place or? Um. No, yeah. no, unfortunately I don't, I don't have, um, there's not a lot of places that I've gone to, bro, where I didn't like the brisket. I would say yeah. pretty much every barbecue place, just about every barbecue place that I've eaten at here. Yeah. That's the thing in Texas. So I live in Texas, so I'm, I'm, I'm blessed yeah, with sure that. Spoiled. Yeah, we're sort of spoiled. It's like, there's not a lot of places that do brisket wrong that yeah. I, they might, that I've gone to. Yeah. You know what I mean? I haven't really had a brisket where I'm like, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, I, um, yeah, like I put it this way. That there, one spot we used to go to that near your job. Uh, the um, That that place yeah. is pretty good. They smoke their stuff. Yeah. What was it? Little D's? Yeah. Or DJ's or something yeah, like that? Yeah, or something like that. Uh, but yeah, that was good. Their that sides good too. Like the, uh, what was it? The, the brisket there was good. And then the... Like, what was it, the cream of corn or whatever? No, they had cream there. corn, full baked. I think they had full baked potato oh, yeah, salad. That, yeah, that was good. Um, so, yeah, that, that spot is good. Um, oh, barbecue Willie, Station. Willie, Willie D's. Willie, Willie D's. D's. That was a spot. Yeah. Barbecue Station was another spot that's really good. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a hole in the wall right there, near, also near your job. Yeah. Uh, right over there. Yeah, that's another good spot. Um, and then, you know, you got I, Rudy's. I want to try, I wanna got, try it. Two M's. I haven't been to Two M's. No, I haven't tried. I've been to uh, Two Brothers Barbecue. That's good. I think it's off of like Wurzbach Parkway and sort of Blanco. Okay. Uh, or not Blanco. I forgot the name of the street, but it's like sort of right there. Uh, sides are a little funky for me. Yeah. Uh, I, I, the best way to describe it is like Austinites uh-huh. side, where they put I think mango or something in their beans. It's something like you know something that's a little weird, but the meats itself. Yeah, it was, it was on point. Um, but I don't really got... I'm like you. I don't really have a... Ooh, this is like... Uh, the My one this barbecue... This brisket stands out over all others. Yeah, no. Yeah. The Smoke Shack on Broadway 
is good. Yeah. It's uh, their mac and cheese. Yeah. But like, for me, it's like, uh, you know, like I, I was going to say is here regionally where we live, uh, we have a place that's called Bill Miller's Barbecue. And it's sort of the best way to describe it, it's a fast food barbecue kind of place. Right. Uh, and they Which sell is fried chicken in and of itself. Yeah. But it's something about that poor boy plus. Yeah. I, it's basically, it's a poor boy, but with brisket. And it, it you figure it being like a fast food brisket place. I mean, and fried chicken place that it wouldn't be good. No. It's pretty good. No, it is good. No, no, no. Yeah. When I first moved here, you know, I used to go to Bill Miller's a lot because yeah. I had never... I never had a, a fast food barbecue place like that. You know, yeah. most places that I knew growing up, growing up that sold barbecue, like it takes a, a minute for them to make your food. Yeah. But so it's like, oh no, you mean I can have barbecue like as, as quickly as I can have McDonald's? Oh, the, the way their drive through is just as fast as Chick fil A. Yeah. It's just like boom, boom, boom. I mean, yeah. not, a, not to the Chick fil A's level. It's just probably about 30 seconds slower. No, no, like, I, yeah, yeah, I hear what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, though, like, that, like it's like they can move a line. You, you know, here around lunchtime here where we live, you could see a long line at Bill Miller's. You don't even think about it. You're like, oh, I'll just get in line. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> I'll be done. So, I don't know, man. So, no, I, I agree with you. That Bill, Bill Miller's was, was a spot that I, I used to visit a lot. I used to get the, the two chops, uh, two chop sandwiches. I always get the hash like browns instead of the fries. But, oh, that was delicious. Um, so, yeah, man, you know, those, those are my favorite meals. What would you say is the weirdest thing you ate, you've eaten? What's the weirdest thing? And, and, uh, and, 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 and this is subjective, of course, because what's weird to us may not be weird to other I people. Think, but what's, what do you think is the weirdest prob- thing? To me, probably um, was a snake. Snake? Where'd you eat that at? My my godfather uh, so, oh, killed it and okay. he, he freaking cooked it up. That's the oh so god, damn. My, so yeah, you my, ate it straight from the from the yeah. My godfather was a big hunter. Shit. Like I mean, he literally killed a bear at, in Alaska and deer hunting. So he was always uh, he was the one that was a drill sergeant retired in the military. So, okay. Um, yeah, he was the one that took me fishing and you know, I caught my first fish. So. He was about that lifestyle. So I guess he was an outdoorsman. Like, yeah, so he was all like, hey, come here. Got he some snake. And me being young, I was like, I'll try it. Ate that. and um, What did it taste like? Let me get chicken. Somewhat like that, but like less, a little bit chewier. Okay. Like this white meat, right? Yeah. If I'm mistaken? Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess maybe the second thing would maybe be like crickets. You've eaten crickets? Yeah, but they were chocolate covered from Mexico. But I ate it. <sighs> but it, 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 it actually what, tasted good. Really? Yeah. But it tastes it's just, like it's just because it's in your head. Yeah, but don't, it, don't they look like they're in the shape of crickets? Yes, yes, they are. But they're like just coated lightly with with chocolate. Like so, what did it taste like? Like a crunch. I think that's the best way to describe it. Like, like a Nessie's crunch. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But not even as crunchy. It's like lighter, like airier. Like I don't know how to put it. Like it's like a right, like <sighs> just remember, like a oh, like a Rice Krispie um, cereal. Like the cereal, the rice crispy. Uh, oh yeah, like crisp, crisp. Yeah. yeah, like that. That's the best way to describe. It. Like that's how it tasted to me. I mean, that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah, but I don't know if I'd want to eat a box of those. Yeah, but you eat all day. Imagine when you go to the bathroom, and you look in the toilet, you look at you look at what you've done, and you yeah. and you just see like, I, I imagine they, they it would dissolve by then, but. What if like you start you, you see, see like head. legs oh you're, oh lord and, uh, 
I never ate any insects on purpose. Yeah, they was probably those are the two things that I've eaten that were just a little bit like yeah out there. That's I not mean, normal. I, yeah, I've eaten frog legs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm pretty. Those two are the weirdest for you. Yeah, those two. I'm pretty much open it. Trying, trying at least a, anything a, a, once. Anything once. A deep fried tarantula. Uh, now I don't know about that. I, I just think it, I think just looking at it would freak me out. Like, see, it, but that's weird, right? Because I bet you we eat a deep fried soft soft shell crab, though, huh? Yeah. Right. I've eaten that. But yeah. when I see, when I look at both of them, like, there's not much difference in how they look. One's a, a sea spider, and one's a. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like you said, it's a good point. So I don't Just know. Just something in our brain, right? It's like, like the thing has too many legs. I can't be eating that. You know what would be weird? I mean, to us, it's not like lengua. Like most people would be like, yeah. ah, girls. but over here we're like. That's why I say, like, to some, like what we're what we're saying is weird. Is weird to us, but to some people, it's like, yeah. like, oh boy, you like, know, like I, like I think it's normal. Oh, I love fried tripas. Oh, you guys with your tripas. I mean, I, yeah. I can't say much. You know, we we eat pretty much all the pig. Yeah. For the most part, no, we we eat all the pig, so yeah. you know we're no different. But y'all eat all the cow. That's yeah. the difference. Like y'all eat, like we don't necessarily eat all the cow, but we eat all the pig. So it's yeah. like okay, we we eat pretty much the same yeah. stuff. It's just different animals. Yeah, like the cheek and barbacoa and all that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's. A, I was gonna say, what what's the weirdest one that you've eaten? Um, I mean, you kind of mentioned it already. Frog legs is probably the the weirdest thing I've eaten. The frog um, legs. The frog legs. Um, I've had a bison burger before. Oh, okay. How'd, um, that, how'd that taste? I bet it tasted awesome. Um, do you, You've tasted gamey food before, right? Yeah. So it's it's like a burger with that gamey taste. Oh, okay. And if y'all don't know what gamey flavoring or taste is, it's kind of like tangy, I guess is the best way I can yeah. say. Like the meat doesn't taste the same as meat you would buy from the store. You know, this is usually from wild animals, wild bovine animals, like deer, um, wild boar, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's got a different... Goats, color. like the meat, I guess it's because what they eat or whatever, you know, it's not as processed and not fed with as many yeah. hormones or whatever. It's all, they're more natural. And so their meat has like a, a tangy... For me, it seems like it tasted like a tangier flavor. Yeah. You know? Um, so it tastes like a burger, but with like a, that gaminess to it, yeah. that tangy flavoring. Love too. deer though. Love deer. The best deer I've ever had was, uh, so my friend, he's, he was, he's half Guamanian and his dad and his friends, I guess they went, I guess his friend went and killed a deer and then, man, I want to say, and, and, and please, if anybody who's out there who's Filipino, Filipino and knows what I'm talking about, please you can correct my pronunciation, whatever. I want to say it was called Teleguin or Teleguin or something like that. Uh-huh. It's like this particular soy sauce sauce they make. It's kind of yeah. spicy. And um, they throw the deer meat in there. They cook it, whatever. Yeah. Throw the deer meat in there. And, like, it's finger food. But, like, I want to say that you can eat it cold. Like, it doesn't have to be hot. Oh, okay. And so it's kind of like, you know, drinking beer and it's food that you just, like, like the meat kind of sits in that juice. Oh, and okay. you kind of just can eat it from like that. Oh, okay. um, but it was good. Like I ate a crap ton of it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Just, I was going to say the sauce. I like, really added the flavor. I was about to say you had me at soy and spicy. I was like, ooh, 
right there. Oh, that, that, it, it, oh that, that sauce is really good. That sauce you could throw. That's one of those sauces you could pretty much throw on anything. Yeah, like any kind of meat, just marinate a little yes. bit. Yes, it ooh, it's, it's really good. good. It's really good. Um, that was probably the best deer I've had. I've had yeah. deer jerky, too, and I like that. Um, the sausage, you know, it's kind of hit or miss for me. Yeah. It kind of all depends on, you know, how it's made. Um, but yeah, that was probably the, that's the, the frog legs is probably the weirdest thing I've eaten in, in my mind. Yeah. You know, so you might say, well, you eat fried bananas. That's pretty weird. You know, whatever. Have you tasted those fried bananas? Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we make, we make lasagna out of them fried bananas. Um, and it's funny, like some of the dishes, like you, you when you're a kid and you're thinking, like, I don't want that, I don't really like that. And then you're thinking, like, as you grow up, you're like, damn, I wish I could have that again. Yeah. Because I just brought up the whole, like, I don't know what it's called, but it's like a dish that you use plantains, and you, and it's kind of it looks like it's almost made like like the way lasagna is made. Okay. Like it has layers. Yeah. And it has ground beef in it, and I was just thinking about it right now. It's like, oh, that dish used to be so good. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm reminiscing about yeah. food as we're talking about food. Um, and alligator is probably the other other thing. But we, I, you know, I think a lot of people have tried alligator, especially if you've gone to a good seafood restaurant or one that has like New Orleans. Yeah, yeah I got uh, it. That's where I got it. Mine when I was in Louisiana, got the gator bites. And was yeah, like, and, and and it's tastes like chicken. Yeah. And it pretty much takes on the flavoring of whatever seasoning you use. Yeah, that's why I said that's why I sort of enjoyed it because they had the, the spicy Cajun seasoning, so mm. that made it pretty good. What one question? Yes, sir. Death row, last meal. What would it be? Um, I mean, if I'm gonna go that route, it's got to be a steak. Got to be maybe a. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of T-bone because I like the bone, the flavoring of the bone. Um, 12-ouncer, medium, medium rare, and a fully loaded baked potato. Maybe a corn on the cob or a bowl of steamed broccoli with melted cheese, like that Velveeta cheese. Yeah. Something like that. I know. I I mean, I'm sort of torn. Grilled onions on top of the steak. The traditional. (laughs) (laughs) With the, with the, what they call a carton of cigarettes yeah. on the side. There you go. <laughs> Gotta have that, that, that. that uh, last goodbye. Yeah, that, that, uh, the, 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 the cherry on top. Yeah. I don't know what I would have. And it's funny because like, steak wasn't one of the ones I mentioned, yeah. but I was like thinking like last meal, I was like, I might as well make it worth my while, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say a burger, but I don't know. Like, I feel like I've eaten so many burgers. Uh, yeah. I mean. I could go either way, I I but I, I guess I'll stick with the steak because that's yeah, my first. No, that was my I, I first was gonna answer. Say, I'm not gonna put breakfast tacos because I would tell <laughs> I put five of them. That's sort of five different. That's sort of cheating because that's like five different things. You know what I mean? But if I had to go, like you said, I don't know what it is. Meatloaf Ooh. With, with mashed potatoes and macaroni. Oh, bro, meatloaf. Bread. I love the meatloaf from. Um, first of all, I love my mom's meatloaf. Yeah. Um, she used to put little olives in them, green olives in hers, uh, along with everything else. But I love the meatloaf from um, Cheesecake Factory. Oh, me too. The three huge slices with the brown gravy yes. and that succotash, the corn. That yes. Corn, yes. And that mashed, 
That's my go-to every time yes, I go there. Me too. I don't even need to see the veggie. No, no, no. I want the meatloaf. I want, meatloaf. I want to go to sleep tonight. Yeah. I want to go to sleep in the next 15 minutes when I'm done. Exactly. <laughs> and yes, I will take that, uh, what do you call it, pumpernickel bread here. You can leave that bad boy there. There you go. Yeah. That's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, bro. Meatloaf, that's a good one. That's funny that you said that because it's those three huge ones with the, the, the brown gravy, the mashed potatoes, and that corn, that succotash corn thing. Yes. Uh, they, yeah, to me they got the best meatloaf, hands down. I don't, I don't. They have really good meatloaf. I haven't really tried too many meatloafs from other places. I, I have. I think the only other place I tried meatloaf from is um, what's the country? Con, uh, country Barrel, not Country Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel. Yeah, it's okay. Like there's certain these places do the job, but there's nothing like that. No, 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 no. And that's the my go-to and the cheesecake. And I like it now. Like I've gotten older, I can't finish it. <laughs> so I have the rest. Save it for lunch. That's lunch tomorrow. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, bro, that that's one hell of a yeah. I like meatloaf. Meatloaf is I I I'm one of the few people in my household that loves meatloaf. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. Anything else about food, man? Before we uh move no. to our next segment? Nah, man. I'm just about to see you. You know what's going up in the in our bar. Let's go check it out, bro. Let's go. Go ahead and be careful when you're out in Florida because a man's uh, truck got totaled by a lightning strike and it got caught on cam. Oh, really? Yeah. Can you imagine the odds of that? Just driving down the road and literally being struck by lightning in your car? You must have been listening to some bullshit. Yeah, he said, uh, <laughs> I'm putting the end of this song. <laughs> That's complete garbage. And uh, also, Colorado Sheriff went ahead and freed a can you guess what animal from a car kinkajou no a bear how big was this bear uh, from the picture it looks pretty huge i wouldn't have freed jack i would have said hey if that that that's the bear's car now (laughs) so tomorrow i'm just gonna call the loan company and let them know that they got a new owner on the vehicle first name grizzly last name bear yeah exactly you want to repo it? Go ahead. Good luck, man. There's a, there's a bear in there. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, bro. And then also, well, I thought this was pretty cool. A 115-year-old time capsule was found during a church de- demolition in Seattle. Really? Yeah, they were they were clear, uh, getting clearing out the church, and then they found it during the, you know during the clean out. Do you know what they what, what were the contents inside? No, they haven't. Not yet. I think they're going to probably... Is there like a specific time they're supposed to open it? Uh, let me see. I know some of those time capsules will say something like, um, you know, don't open it until 2050, something like that. Yeah. And what do you call it? To be opened in 100 years. So it, should, it could be open. Yeah. Do they just not know how to open it? I think they don't. They don't want to right Put now. Nicholas I think Cage want, on it. Yeah, <laughs> Nicholas Cage. He'll figure it out. He'll figure it out, bro. He, he found that the Independence <laughs> Declaration of Independence. Yeah, I was gonna say. So let's go and uh, cast that reel and see what we got for next week. Let's do it. So we're going to talk a little bit about women in MLB. All right. 
nice. the different roles that they'll have in there, and a little bit about some cars, right. maybe our own personal history about cars or whatever. So uh, I do want to add that there's a little change that we're gonna have with the show. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be going from weekly shows to now bi-weekly every other week. Uh, so our next episode won't be next week, but it'll be the following week after that, which is the, uh, I believe it's the 27th, yeah. 21st. Let me pull up a calendar. Uh, let me do. You? No, yeah, the 27th. Week, the 27th, right? Yeah. So August the 27th will be our next show. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to talk about cars, like I said, and women in, in MLB. So I'm excited to talk so about So we're talking things. about women and cars? Yes, right, bro. All right. It's, you know it's going to be a good episode. <laughs> so, again, guys, uh, wherever you listen to our podcast, whether that be iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, uh, please spread the word. Let everybody you know know about the show and direct them our way. And until two weeks from now, I'm Pucho. I'm Dom. Take it easy for cheesy. It's such a good feeling, a very good feeling, the feeling you know that I'll be back when the day is new and I'll have more ideas for you and you'll have things you'll want to talk about. I will too.